Welcome to the Heavy Boots Podcast, a place to feel all your feelings. Happy Friday and thanks for coming by to have a listen. Today we're going to be talking about something that Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh is very familiar with, seems to hang over his head a lot, and that's worry. We all have them. They range from small to big, but worries are there, ever-present in every human's life. And when I sat down to write my list of worries that I currently have, it was long and vast, so there's a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. Today's topic is worry, and I am currently worried that I left too much music there, Um, but it's just so pretty I couldn't stop it. But those are the kinds of things that I think about often. Uh, Some people worry their life away, like that Jason Mraz song, and I have to say that I'm borderline there. I worry a lot. I wanted to be prepared for this and really dive deep into like what I worry about, And so I wrote it all down, and I'm embarrassed by most of it, but I'm going to spill it out for you, um, because that's the whole point, right? And um, yeah, worry can stem from, you know, the smallest thing, like social interactions, did I say the right thing, Um, you know, did I make a mistake at work, Uh, you know, did I give the right message. A lot of it has to do with perception. When I wrote it down, mine have to do with how I'm perceived a lot. So I don't know if that's true true for everyone, but I was kind of surprised that perception of what my motivations are really um, are hard for me because, you know, what others see you as is based off of their perception as well and so it's kind of funny because like I'll just get right into it is when a human being is someone who I don't know lies that maybe they lie or they embellish stories or you know they um would throw someone else under the bus what have you then when you're telling a story or when you're interacting with them, they perceive you as doing the same thing. I don't know if anyone's had this kind of um, interaction, but they're judging you based off of what they would do. And I think we do that a lot. Like, I don't think that I'm exactly immune to that um, because you're, you know, judging based off of what you would do or what have you, but so if it's somebody who who would lie or what have you, then they think you're lying, you know, or um, I don't know. I just found it really interesting because a lot of what I worry about is out of my control. And I think that's true of most worries um, because to me that, that worries can be problems that can be solved sometimes and so that's what I've been trying to do um, is trying to say the worry and then figure out what the problem is that I can actually control and you know the fire that I can put out Um, but it's not easy and a lot of worries like I said they there's nothing you can do there's just nothing it's just a worry And it's out of your control, especially stuff that is perceived by people. You can't control anyone's perception of you. And you kind of have to live and let live, you know? It's like, it's just not worth trying to change anyone's mind about you. Because a lot of the times it's not even about you, you know? So... I got deep real fast, but, but worries, they stem from, from like the smallest thing. Um, and sometimes it's, it is an actual problem, but you can't do anything about it. So 
we have in our trailer here, we have an electric water heater. And you turn it on like a half hour before you want to take a shower. And then you take a shower and then you turn it off. And there really wouldn't be any problem if you left it on all the time. You know, we just like to conserve energy and <laughs> there's no problem. It's We'd have hot water all the time if we wanted to leave it on, and many people do. But when we leave the house, especially, we just want to make sure that it's off, you know, so that nothing's, like, running continuously and, um, you know, just to make sure it stays working because it would be awful not to have a water heater. We, we did that for the first month we were here, and so we just want to take care of our home, what have you. So there are times when we leave and I don't know if we did turn off the water heater. And the worry that eats me up is like, oh my gosh, and we don't live close to where we're going. So it's not like I could run back and and figure it out, <laughs> you know. So there's not really anything I can do. There's not anything that really is going to go wrong. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, technically, I guess something could go wrong. But like, the biggest thing is that we're wasting energy. And I hate that. But Beyond that, everything's fine. People leave that on all the time. Like, you know, normally. Especially if they're at a campsite and they just need, you know, hot water, whatever. And so that kind of worry is just, it just sits in your brain and it mulls over. And then it's like, you know, maybe I should go waste the gas to come home and check. And half half of the time, maybe more than half... The thing is off, you know, you remembered to turn it off. You're just forgetful. Couldn't remember, you know, couldn't exactly remember that you turned it off. So that's a worry. Um, but, and that's, you know, again, that's just one of those nagging ones. that's kind of silly, kind of pointless. Um, but it'll sit there in the back of your mind all day until you come home and you race in and you check and it's off. <laughs> So that's a worry. But then there's like, there's just like so many worries. Like, so to me, that's a small worry. That's just like really kind of like trivial. You know, it's also, I don't know, it's also being conscious of your, you know, electrical output and all that. But still, it's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. But then there's the, the big ones which they always say death and taxes or what have you. <laughs> and mine, I don't worry about taxes. Maybe I should, but um, usually it's fine. But the the death one has always been something that I worry about. Like, I just, there is so much tied into that word death that worries the hell out of me. Like, because it's just so unknown, you know, and it and it's for everyone. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a thing. Like, where do we go? What do, you know, what happens? And then, like, you know, if you leave the world early and you didn't get to do all the things you wanted to do or um, you, you're taking care of somebody, who's going to take care of that person? These are the kinds of things that go through my head. Like, you know, who's going to um, feed the stray cats if I'm not here? You know, and I know it'll get done and I know they'll survive or they'll come join me in heaven. But it's just the craziest things, the the worry spirals, too. So, like, death, okay, you think that. But then you just kind of unravel it back and go, okay, well, so if this happens, this you know, and it's just like, oh, my goodness, stop the madness. Um so to me, those are on the, the spectrum, the small worry and the big, the big worry. And in between, there's just all kinds of daily worries that we have. Um, my current worries, like the holidays are coming and it's never, <laughs> never a fun time anymore. Once you get a certain age, it just changes, you know, it just changes. And then it, there's, if you have a significant other, then there's that family and then, you know, old traditions aren't happening and then you feel guilty about that and then what to buy people and should I buy anything and the social interaction part of like I haven't seen you in forever but hi and I don't know 
and then the gaining of the weight because I eat the treats, all that stuff. Um, but see, like, so like one worry would be holidays. But then if you heard me, I just said about 15 others, <laughs> like it just, it just spirals out. It's just, um, a thing. Um, I worry about the, the cats at night, the stray cats, uh, there's coyotes some nights where you're just like, they sound so close. They got to be right here. I'm so nervous, you know, and they're not because the next morning I wake up and there they are. The strays are there, but, but we had five and now we have three. So, you know, it's just like, um, sometimes it's a justified worry, but it also doesn't do any good because you can't control that. I can't control nature. I can't control that they'll be here in the morning and I just, you know, I'm, I'm not a big religious person, but there's the word faith to me is just like, just trying to believe that it's going to be okay. You know, it doesn't always have to be religious. It's just like a state of being where you're letting go of that control. <laughs> because I think most of it is that we're, we're so predisposed I mean like from from the minute we start learning we think that we can you know control certain things um and there's just really a lack of control in in the human realm we don't have control in a lot of senses we don't have control what happens to us we don't have control of what happens to the ones we love we don't have control what happens to the you know the world like our um environment, um, as far as like, you know, flooding and tornadoes, earthquakes, all that. We don't know when that's coming. We can't control that. Um, there's so much that we're out that, that we're not in control of that. I think we kind of, um, try to overcompensate, you know, with all these worries and all these, um, I don't know, just trying to make everything okay. Um, in the pieces where we can control things, I think it's just a, a trying to balance out the, the not having any control in the other realms, you know, I really do. Um, cause like, I, I mean, when I read my list, it's the health of my family, my health. And of course we can control some of that, but like, we don't, we can't control if we get a disease like cancer, you know, and I think of my, my aunt's health right now and she can't control a lot of what is happening to her. And, um, she's almost out of the woods, but it's just, it's such a helpless thing, uh, for everyone around her, you know, to not be able to just make it all better. <laughs> just, and again, that is control. It's like wanting to, to just be able to fix it. And, um, yeah, I get a little emotional there, but, but there's other things that like, um, but again, like most of this, like it's, I can't control any of this on my list. <laughs> I can't control any of it. Like, and so like hurting other people's feelings. So like, I've been feeling bad because I haven't talked to the person where I had a little confrontation and I, I think that I do that more so because I feel bad. So it's like a guilt thing. And, um, it really isn't about turning anyone into a villain or like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm so done with them or whatever. It's not like that. Like, that would be an easy thing because then you just, you can just cut it off or whatever. But it's like, nobody's a villain here. Everyone's a good person. Like it was just a confrontation that was stupid. And, um, my, my MO, I don't know what MO even stands for, but I guess my mode of operation. Oh, I think I got it. Mode of, um, operation. The way that I work is I distance when I feel like I've done something shameful. So and I get sad. Um, when I have a lot of guilt or I feel bad about something and it sometimes it's not even all the way my fault, you know, and it could just be a disagreement between people and or growing apart or what have you. 
But like, I'll just put that all on me because then it's easier because then, you know, we don't have to have the confrontation and, and we don't have to go through it all and like um, work it all out. And that's so that sounds so silly when I say that, but like sometimes people don't want to work it out. And so for me, it's like a little bit of a safety mechanism to like, you know, I'll just go away. So you don't, I know you don't want to work it out. So (laughs) you can just, we can just do that. That's okay. And I'll just go away and have, um, have a guilt ridden time. (laughs) Like I always feel so guilty. Um, because honestly, the reason is, is that I want to be the kind of person that stands up and makes things right with people because people really do matter to me. Wowza, sorry about that. I had to go away and come back because it's getting really emotional. Um, there's just a lot lately where it's like, you know, you get older and you just think about all the wonderful people who have come in and out of your life and some are gone for good and some you can make up with and some, you know, who knows, but I just love people. I just think that I've been so blessed with the people that I've gotten to know. And, and sometimes I also have to give myself a break and know that life is chapters. Like, so like it was never going to be able to stay the same in certain aspects, like friendships change, uh, people, you know, get married, have kids, (laughs) move along. And, um, you know, I've, like I said, I I don't have a lot of real close friends and I always, um, shame myself about that. I always try and put myself down about it. And the thing is, is like I said, I have done some reclusiveness, you know, (laughs) running away from things for sure. And, um, I like to ignore a problem and I'm, (laughs) I, I hate to admit that, but it, I, I don't like confrontation. I don't want to make anyone else feel bad. And then the problem comes up is that when you start to talk things out, if someone is continuing to go down a path that's not helpful to either of us and, and very harmful to me or myself, then I can sometimes say things or lash out trying to protect myself because, you know, I've wanted to not have confrontation for so long that once I'm in that, I get really resentful of the other person for putting me there. Wow. See, I'm telling you, this this podcast gets me to realize a lot of things. Um, It's just a big trigger for me. And I will say things that I'll regret and then hate myself for even more later. So it's just a a bad little spiral <laughs> there. And um, it's just me being honest. That's just the truth of it is 95% of the time that you don't hear from me is because I feel like, pardon my language, I feel like shit because of what I have done on my end. And I don't know how to remedy that. Um... I guess the easiest way would just to be to, you know, start pulling up my bootstraps and <laughs> carrying my heavy boots over to to confrontation, you know, if it if it's truly um, bothering me. And there's a lot that bothers me. So anyways, I'm going to keep going on with worry um, before I just cry through the whole podcast. But, um, you know, there's a lot of worries that uh, are deep rooted Like, I worry that I'm not ever going to be enough for some people, and then I worry that I'm being selfish or perceived as selfish, Um, or like with those Taylor Swift tickets, it's like, I'm really super, so super aware that there are way more important things in life, and I was, I was childish, I was so upset, and I actually cried. I'm just being honest, it was a, a letdown, like, I had envisioned something, like I said, like an island, <laughs> something to look forward to. And then I wasn't able to make it happen as easy as other people. And so then I was just bummed and like, what bad luck do I have or whatever? You know what I mean? And 
I am well aware that it was a silly, lovely thing to even think about. Like, it is such a luxury. And, you know, and so then I feel like, oh, crap, I'm going to be perceived as childish or, you know, or petty or these things. And I worry about that. I worry about, you know, so many things like when I write poetry and the meaning is taken wrong or, or sometimes it's taken right. It's not, not necessarily wrong, but it's just, maybe it wasn't about me or, um, or what have you. And so then the person gets really nervous that I'm ominous or, um, or sad or, you know, even suicidal, someone said to me, and I, I then spiral, (laughs) like, and it's so lovely that someone would care enough to, to worry about me. So like, I'm never going to disparage anyone who, who has anything kind to say and wants to look in on me, what have you, that's so kind. And we should all be there for each other, you know, like making sure everybody's okay. Um, and so I will never, ever put down anyone who, who looks in after people. That's so beautiful. Um, but then I spiral and I think, oh my gosh, I made them worry. Oh my gosh, is someone else going to read this? And then I'm like, am I negative? Oh my gosh. And, you know, I don't want to be the girl crying wolf or what have you. And it's like, I can't worry, especially about poetry. It's like art. And the meaning is so vague sometimes and then so on point sometimes and then vast broad it's just every poem is different and there's so many different inspirations and sometimes I'm thinking of someone else's point of view but I worry I worry that I'm worrying others you know what I mean I I, because I I know what it's like to worry about a human that um is, is on the rails that, you know, you just know that their state of mind is not right and you just want to make sure that they're okay. And then, again, we can't make sure that everyone's okay, but um, I just never want to be a source of worry for anyone else. And so, but again, that's not anything I can control and that's not my responsibility. Wow. It's deep, though, you know, because it's... Um, I don't know. There's just a a lot of the things that I worry about. It actually takes away from who I am. And what I mean is like, I'm so preoccupied with all that worry that I don't just exist, (laughs) but I don't really know a lot of humans that, that just exist and don't have to, to worry that breeze through without any worries. I, I would love I'm always saying this. Just email me if that would be you. <laughs> Tell me your secrets. Uh, Jenny Camille at simplegirlinspired.com. Um, yeah, so I don't think I'm at all like special in any way. We all are just having to, to think of so many things. And in this day and age, there's so much more because... It pops up when even when you don't want it to, it's there. Something to think about, something to worry about, you know. Global warming, a war in Russia, uh, school shootings, politics. You know, getting along with everyone in your life, and then just you know, health and wellness, emotions. I mean, it is so much when you when you start to write it down. It is so much that we have to think about. And I think that's why there's so much talk about mindfulness, meditation, because um, you got to slow that mind down every now and then. And then your mind can probably get to a better state where you're not worried so much. And I, I have done it before. I've done stretches of meditation for probably like my longest was like three months and you do feel calmer and you don't worry as much, but there's always worries and <laughs> there's always something. And then there's like standing up for things or, you know, just keeping the conversation going about things. I know that 
for every topic, there's someone who is for it and against it. And so I'm always worried that I'm going to have the people that are against it threatening me or coming after me or, you know, not liking what I have to say and yelling at me or what have you. But I don't know. I just think that I used to be a fence sitter. I used to be someone who just wouldn't say anything because it was easy, you know? And like I said, I hate, I don't like to be a person that causes anyone else worry or pain or hardship or sadness or, you know, I don't think many of us like to make other people feel bad. I, I, it's just not fun. And so it was so much easier just to sit on the fence and be like, Oh, okay, I, I'm not going to say what I believe in. I'll just let you talk. That's cool. And because I respect what everybody has to say, you know what I mean? Like most of the time it's just people talking about what they believe in. And I mean, to each their own, everybody needs to to follow their own path. And I respect all of that. Um there's only been a couple conversations where it's gotten heated or what have you. And most recently, it's like I just have to stand up, you know, and and just say, I'm sorry, I don't agree. And it's it's very powerful, but it's really hard. And it is much easier just to not say anything. So I get that. And I'm not saying anyone who sits on fences is bad, just so you know. I totally understand the motivation to do so, and I I don't want you to think it's easy to stand up. It, it's so hard. So, um, yeah, I just think that at this point in my life, I don't know, you just get to a, a point where you you just can't be quiet, you know? Like, I don't go out and, like, scream my my thoughts, my views. Like I don't advertise it per se, you know, but when something comes up, you know, if it's on social media, I'll reshare it or what have you. Or if I'm in a conversation with someone and I don't agree, I have to say something now because I just think it's only fair to yourself as well. Because if you're in a conversation with someone and you're just allowing for their, their view you're taking something away from yourself. You're, you're, you're silently telling yourself that you don't matter enough to speak. And that's something I just recently unraveled today. I was, um, I was doing a post for AAAD for my brother's awesome organization, Athletes Against Anxiety and Depression. And I was coming up with a post and I kind of got really got really emotional and upset because I realized that the more you don't share how you feel, the more you're telling yourself that your feelings don't matter, you know? So like when someone's talking and they're gushing, telling you all their feelings or what have you, and then you don't get to tell yours or you choose not to because you don't want to be a burden And that's kind of where I was talking from is like a mental health standpoint of, you know, someone asks you, how are you? And you say, I'm fine. And usually that's mostly what people want to hear. But the good people, the good friends will want to know, really, how are you? You know, and so I was just talking in the post about how you can be honest, you could say the actual feelings. And there's a lot more emotions than fine, happy or sad, you know, like, there's angry, disappointed, pissed off, uh, scared, happy, joyful, excited. I mean, there's so many emotions. And we tend to go with I'm doing okay. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm fine. But when someone asks you how you are, you, you should tell them the truth, you know? And I was watching Selena Gomez in her 
Apple TV special. She had like a documentary, but there was like an interview that she did. And he said, the very first question we have to ask is, how are you? And her answer was like 10 minutes, <laughs> maybe five minutes. I'm exa- I exaggerate. But, um, but her answer was like five minutes long and she didn't just say, I'm fine. She actually said, I don't know first. And then she kind of went into it and unraveled, you know, what that meant. And so it just got me thinking my, my post on AAAD about how, um, when you think you're a burden to others and you don't tell them your feelings, you know, then you start to believe you don't matter or that your feelings don't matter. And that is a huge message you send yourself. And so that's the thing that sometimes really catches me off guard is the, the stuff that we don't intentionally do. You know, like you could say something to yourself that's mean and you hear it and you're like, oh, you know, you're such an idiot or whatever. But the stuff like that where you just are like, I'm not going to tell them anything, blah, blah, blah. You don't realize that that's actually training your brain to think that your feelings don't matter because they're not worth being said. It's pretty powerful stuff. And the little fibers <laughs> that get tied into our brain, the way that we think and all of that, it's, it's pretty enlightening when you start to dissect and pull back like why you think this way of yourself, you know? But back to worry. Um, <clears throat> I mean, those are all worries. <laughs> so not back to anything, but just... Um, I was thinking about people that have children and I just, you know, one of my mom's worries is that, um, when I get older and, you know, I, I need someone to care for me, I'm not going to have anyone to do so because I don't have any children. And it made me kind of sad. Um, I did get really sad because it was like, oh, I never thought about that. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry for the interruption. There are some wild pigs up on the hill. Never a dull moment here on the farm. So I don't know what I was saying. I was talking about something sad, so I'm glad I kind of got off that. Um, but just about my mom's worry is that I, I don't have children. <laughs> these These pigs on the hill, oh my gosh. I don't have children, and so when I get older, who's going to take care of me? And it's a totally valid worry or what have you, but it was a lot placed in front of me, you know, to think about. And then I started to worry about like, oh my gosh, that, you know, I never think about that kind of thing. But then I also started to think about, you know, if I had children and in this climate of today, like, I think every parent is a superhero because there's so much worry, like... And I, I don't want to add to any parents' worries, so I'm not going to sit on that long. But I know that it's already known. Like, you have a whole nother person and their worries and all that can be worried about for them. And so I just, you know, commend all the parents out there. And um, it's just a different climate. It's just, like, I was thinking about my childhood and, like, I went to the Boys and Girls Club and like we could walk over to the uh, store, you know, go get a DVD or actually it wasn't a DVD. It was a VHS. Go get a VHS at the rental shop and we could do all that like at 10, 11, 12. We were doing all that. We didn't have to worry about anything or a million. I didn't feel that we did. And maybe there was still worries and things happened still, but it just wasn't like it is now where it's just, um, it's not totally safe to do those kinds of things, you know. And so I just, I, I don't, I don't think I would be, a, actually, I think I would be a great mom. I think there's a lot of things that I would do well in that space, <laughs> but I don't think that I could really handle it, um. Cause I, like I said, like the stray cats, like I can barely handle them. Um, I can't, you know, cause I, I worry about them and 
they're not mine. Like, they'll never be mine. And every morning it's like big, deep breath and, okay, they're out there. Oh, thank God, you know? Like, it's just, it's just something that I'm not sure I could handle. And I'm just being honest. Like, I thought I could forever. And maybe it's something that you just, you know, run towards and then you can handle it because you're in it. But I... I don't know. We haven't chosen to go that route. And I don't feel that I'm missing anything, to be honest. Like, there's some great kids that I have in my life. And I don't know. Maybe that'll change. But I'm 42, so I don't know. But it is a worry, like, you know, that I won't have someone when I'm older to take care of me. Or, you know, that that part of my life I didn't have, you know. And so, like... But not everybody is a mother, you know? And so I, I truly am not, like, worried about that part of it. Like, not if I don't ever become a mom, I'm, I don't think I'll regret it. But ask me later. I don't know. <laughs> For now, that's not a worry. But, but it's funny that just the, the example is the worry that my mom had, you know? And it kind of gets you thinking. And, and then I look at something different, and then I start <laughs> spiraling and... It's just funny. Um, But, yeah. There are a lot of planes and helicopters that fly over this property. Especially lately. I don't know what is going on. And I'm just always, like, certain that they're going to just land on our trailer. And I'll just, poof, go away in a puff of smoke. Like, big explosion and I'm gonzo. I know. It's ridiculous, but I think I said in a couple episodes ago, maybe the last one, about the little asshole in your head, and that's that's the little asshole in your head, <laughs> you know? It's like, why are you worried about that? Like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that could happen. Like, a meteor could hit you, lightning, like, but again, why are you going to sit and worry about it? Like... It's also like one in a million, so (laughs) it's crazy. Um, And then, you know, like just going anywhere these days, there's a lot of worry. Um, There's a lot of road rage. I don't know if anyone's noticed the difference in the driving out there. And I mean, yeah, just, I don't know, just crazy stuff going on. Um... With the way people drive and getting so angry and, like, cutting people off and start, you know, making an accident happen for, what, one minute to the red light? I don't know. Just, um, you know, going anywhere and making it there is, like, I always, like, I mean, again, I'm not religious, but I always do the the little cross from my head to my heart cross. (laughs) It's just, like, oh, thank goodness I got here safely because it's just crazy out there, um, and if I'm sacrilegious, I don't mean to be. Like, it's it's just something that I saw a lot of people do when I was a kid. And so I'm not disparaging it at all. I'm, I just do that. And so I'm just being honest. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the real threat of, like, gun violence is not fun to talk about. And I, I don't want to go deep into it. But it's just my history... Um, I will say that the worry of loud noises now is almost manageable. So that hypnotist that I did, which the reason I am not continuing is because it's a pretty penny. It is so expensive. And, um, and it was really invasive in, in my, in my thoughts and like, I mean, I know that's the point. It was good. It was good. It just, I felt out of control in the session and I hate that. Again, control. So see, there's a theme that runs through all this. It's probably a good thing I wasn't in control, you know, but I don't know. There was just, I could not open my eyes. And so that made me feel really, really unsafe and uneasy, but I wasn't like, she's amazing. So I mean, I never said her name, so nobody (laughs) is going to give her a bad review or anything, but like, yeah, I just, um, 
I think that whatever was done during that session has really helped with the loud noises because there's been so many. There's just out here in the nature, there's um, a winery that's getting rid of all their vines, which makes me so sad. And so they're using a ton of different machines, you know, to get rid of things. And it's so loud and it'll make just weird noises. Sometimes it does sound like a gunshot or something. And I'm just, I'm just able to take a deep breath and just chill. Like, I'm just really proud of that. Like, I know, I know that it was because of help though. I know that it was that hypnotist because before that and after that, it's just too obvious that that was why. And so there's one worry I could take off my mind. Um, there, you know, again, there's like a 1% time, like the planes though, more so like when they come, um, or like, so like, um, rocket launches when those happen, that's just so unsettling. So like there's certain things, which I think anyone would be unsettled with. So I don't think like I'm giving myself enough credit, (laughs) like it's, um, or giving myself enough of a break. Like, I don't think anybody likes feeling your house, like, levitate. No. I'm just kidding. Like, I don't know. It just feels like... I don't know. Like, what I imagine a spaceship, like, hovering over your house. That's what it sounds like. And then sometimes it will, like, shake a little. And we're so far away from these things that I don't understand why we're even affected by it. It's crazy. But yeah. And yeah, I just, I also, I worry about things in the future. Um, and, and actually there's this really cool quote. I don't know who I'm so bad. I need to write these things down. I I don't know who said it, but basically it said that, um, oh goodness, worry lives in the future and sadness lives in the past and then something about being present see I'm so bad but basically worry a lot most everything if you think about worry it's about the future it's about what's going to happen you know and we're not there yet so we're robbing ourselves a little bit I should speak for myself I'm robbing myself a little bit of the the calm, you know, of the happiness of the good moments. And there, there are times when I'm completely, you know, feeling joy and feeling good. There's light moments. Like I talk about the dark a lot, but there's moments where I, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is so wonderful. Or you get the goose, what do you call them? Goose pimples, (laughs) goosebumps. And, you know, life just feels so good. There's so many of those. It's just, I guess there's a perception that, like, I've seen others that seem to be feeling that all the time. And I know that they're not. I mean, logically, I know that a human existence has all the ups and downs. But, you know, the comparison is the thief of joy. And so looking at people who seem so joy-filled constantly can rob you, you know, of your reality and make you compare. And yeah, so there's moments of pure bliss, but there's a lot of worry. And, you know, just, am I good enough is a big one. And that's a big one. Just, you know, can I do the things I need to do. Like with this job for, for triple AD, I want to do the best job I can, but sometimes it's hard coming up with content. And then I start to think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be seen as valuable or I'm not doing a good job or, you know, am I helping anybody? And then there's other moments where it's like, I killed it, man. That was brilliant. What a, what an awesome post or what an awesome flyer I created or whatever. And it's like, you know, you go back and forth. Um, But sometimes the worrying like that is like the deep-seated 
worry. Like there's an underlying just feeling that I'm not good enough, you know? And I, I know that I'm speaking to the choir, preaching to the choir. I know that there's so many people who, unfortunately, the messaging somewhere along the way got to us that we're not good enough, you know? And all that it is is that someone said something or showed us, you know, by their actions something when we were of impressionable minds, you know, when we were young. And the metaphor I come up with is like a a meteor, since I was talking about meteors before. It's like a meteor hits you and it like indents a little. So like, say somebody says, that's a horrible poem. So dumb. You're a really horrible writer. Okay. And you're like seven. By the way, nobody said that to me. This is just an example. But so say, you know, somebody said that and you're seven years old, you were so excited about this poem and you went to them, you thought they would love it. And um, they said that is the most awful thing I've ever read in my entire life. It's like someone hits you with a meteor. It's like your little planet is just a a new vibrant planet and a meteor hits it and it makes a little crater. And unfortunately what happens is if somebody else is critical of you, but you know, between your formative years when you're becoming a person and really understanding yourself, that gets put into that crater and over time you become you become you become a being that has a big hole within themselves and it's usually because you believed them because the people that like rise to the very very top and some of them still you know listen to the critics or what have you but like whatever field whatever industry whatever anything The ones who just kept going and didn't allow for anything else to get into that crater, like, you know, like, they just, like, put in some sand in there. (laughs) Those people just are remarkable. Like, it takes a lot of um, self-resilience, you know, Like, like, when you're young and somebody is so harsh to you to be able to patch that up. And then not have any type of hole within your being is amazing. And that was a really weird metaphor, but I just, um, I just think that we're all, you know, just making up for things along the way. We're, we're correcting it within our mind. If we're mindful, you know, if we want to, if we want to be better and grow and, you know, change and evolve and, and um, just be better, then we have to see those those little threads, those little fibers that are in our brain that aren't quite right. The little messages that we don't believe, but they're sitting there and we fight with them on a daily basis. So why are they there, you know, anymore? We don't have to have them. That's where you get the scissors and you, yeah, cut them out. But sometimes it takes a while. You have to, you kind of have to go through and um, re-talk, you know, re, like take a statement like you're not good enough and then say I am good enough, you know, just have to say it the different way, the opposite way over and over and over again. And that's what is so bumming, (laughs) so bums me out is that. It takes, you know, I think they said it takes like 50 compliments to get rid of one critique, one critical remark, one negative Nelly. And it's really sad. Like there was something, I don't know, recently one of these entertainers, they were saying how they're having a great performance and they're watching the whole audience, you know, that is so elated and in awe of what they're doing but they can always find the one person who's not paying attention or critical of them and then it worries them it gets into their brain and they think 
all the things like I'm not good enough. I'm not doing a good enough job. If I was doing better, they would be paying attention if this or that and that. And it's just stuff that's out of our control, you know? Not everyone's going to love everything you do all the time. And I just wish somebody would have told me that. (laughs) So that's why I'm here, is to tell the future generations that don't listen to everything. And, And just to realize that even the people that you respect the most are people. They're just people. And so sometimes... Their opinion isn't the be-all, end-all. It's just not. Because sometimes it's fueled by other things. So it could be a selfish thing where they don't want you to go try something new. Because then they'll lose you. Or they were going to do that so they don't want to have to compete with you. Or simply sometimes they don't have the time or energy to even give it a good look and so then they won't and then they'll just tell you oh you got to work on that and it's like they didn't even look at it so there's just so many things where it's like we give too much power to things outside of ourselves and then you know it creates different paths for us and sometimes I do think that there's a predetermined destination that needs that little push in a different direction so I don't always think it's bad I just think that if it starts to define us to where we think of ourselves differently it's not it's an it's a no-go for me like it's not healthy to believe everything everybody says and Eddie Murphy recently was just in an interview and he was saying how the people that just want it that just They can see it. They can taste it. They know what they want to do in life. And they just, it's just like ahead of them. They see it. Those people can never, ever, ever, ever be thrown off course because they've already seen it and they're just going towards it. They just know where they're going to be at, you know? And, And he made me chuckle so hard because he was like, because there's Sharknado, and the killer tomatoes. And he was like, we wouldn't have those if those people didn't just keep grinding and they saw where they wanted it to go. And it's so true because there are zany, funny things and it doesn't matter. There are really weird things that you're like, wow, why does that exist? And it's because somebody could see it and they went for it and they didn't worry about what anybody else said, you know? And that's the other thing is worrying about what other people think and say. I mean, I've said that a bunch on here, but that worry is out of your hands. And I mean, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I had those voices still in my head from when I was doing my YouTube videos, you know, it's like that was wrong then. And I know it. And so I've readjusted in my brain that this might be silly to some of those people still, but I don't care. There's a difference because it means something to me and the feedback I've gotten so far from so many people. It's been so nice, you guys. I just, it's really kind and it just gives me a a little purpose, you know, a little something to put my energy in while I'm trying to figure some stuff out. And I, I worry that I'm always trying to figure some stuff out, you know, and like I shame myself, um, so much for not having my shit together yet, you know? And it's like, I think the problem is, is that I was, I I just try and tie up loose ends and sometimes they're supposed to be loose. Like, I think I like to do so many different things that I'm just going to do all the things, you know, and, and not worry so much about what that means or that it doesn't look like a certain box that I was supposed to fit into. And, you know, it's not figured out. I I mean, there's a lot of things that I need to still do and want to do. And, but this, this thing here, I just, I'm so grateful for all the feedback and all you guys listening and just, um, it's just a really big purposeful thing for me. 
regardless of the audience size, regardless of anything. Um, but I have to say, like, I'm pleasantly surprised there's more people listening than I expected. And I really thank you. And I worry that I'm going to go over an hour. And will you still be here? Will you still want to listen? No. But that's kind of my list of my worries and my thoughts on worry. Um, it has a lot to do with what we can't control and a lot with perception, at least for me, of what I think others will perceive me as. And all I can say to that is if you know your motivation, you know where your heart is, you know who you are, <laughs> you know who you love, you know what you're trying to do, you know what your intentions are, you know that if you do hurt somebody that you owe them an apology. If you know all those things, then it doesn't matter what anyone perceives you as because it's not true. It's based off of their frame of reference. And that's okay too. Like, all we know is what we know. And so it just takes becoming mindful and, you know, becoming enlightened um, I know that movement being woke and enlightened has gotten some bad raps lately, but I think that it's the purpose of life is to get to a place of understanding f of yourself so that you can understand everyone else. Because if you have no compassion or love for yourself and you're really harsh on yourself and what have you, it's it's really hard to show up for anybody else and not just show up as in be a body there, like show up, like listen to the person, like listen, <laughs> like honestly, you know, that's my one worry. And I think I do a good job because I'm, I'm the listener. I'll listen to anybody. That's why it's fun to do these podcasts because a lot of the time I'm, I'm not talking. <laughs> like I try, I love to talk, but I just feel so much for people, and if they need my ear, I'm there. I want to hear. What do you got? What's going on? And of course, I'll talk if, if it pertains, but I just try to have a nice balance so that, you know, people feel heard. Um, so thank you for giving me a place to feel heard, and I really appreciate, you, you know, you coming here and listening to my thoughts on things. Um, worry on my, on my logo was a cloud and I thought that was interesting. And then I remember how much I love Eeyore from, uh, Winnie the Pooh. I adore Eeyore. Um, I think it's just, you know, the heavy boots girl. So I understand he walks slower. I just, I see him. I got him. I understand. <laughs> So I think I, I put worry as a cloud because it kind of hangs over, you know, and it, it, um, it's something that I, I don't know anyone who doesn't have any, I don't, um, but it's something to strive toward, I guess. And just think about not worrying about being perceived anyway, certain way and, just not worrying about what's out of our control. So that's my little exercise is when I have a worry come up, then I try and dissect it and see if it's a problem that I can actually solve. And if it's not, then I just take a big deep breath and I say it's out of my control. And with that, I hope that your worries dissipate. <laughs> Fly away every now and then so that you have a purely joyful moment from time to time. And I thank you for coming and listening. Take care. Stay you. podcast was written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The song that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast is called Ponder Think by Mountain House.